Welcome to Election Profit Makers, your guide to winning and losing money on elections, on current events, on all matter of political phenomena. My name is David. I'm one of the hosts. I'm joined via Zoom by my friend John. Hi, John. Hey, David. How are you doing? You look great. Can you see me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at you right now. Oh, my God. Zoom has a camera? <laughs> oh, did I also forget to mention that we like to have fun on Election Profit Makers? Very well. Uh, Starly is on the road. She might send a dispatch from her journeys across the heartland of America. Las Vegas, Nevada. 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 Las Vegas, Nevada. The first stop on her cross-country sojourn. This is Starly's first big post-COVID trip. Of course, I had my first big post-COVID trip two weeks ago, enjoying the many pleasures of New York City and North Carolina. But now I'm back in Los Angeles, and I'm happy to say that tomorrow, Tuesday... California is completely reopened. The clubbing and rubbing will begin in earnest for the summer of lust. <laughs> summer 2021 is going to be off the chain. People still say that, right? Mm-hmm. I'll say it again with more contemporary um, slang, so we're relatable. The summer of 2021 is going to be terrific. Awesome. The, hold on. I'll do it again. The summer of 2021 is going to be really great and fun. Saliva, bodily fluids, parties, raves, orgies, conferences, experimental music concerts, movie theaters with real popcorn being thrown by those rowdy teenagers in the back row as you try to enjoy the latest films that are now available on the big screen after far too long. We are done watching movies on tiny screens. It's time to get back to the good old-fashioned big screen cinematic. Oh, fuck me. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm an all flutter about this summer. I can't even speak. John, let's talk about something else. All right. There's a lot of news, actually, and we want to try to cover some of it this week. Let's start with the fact that Susan Collins said that people who own electric vehicles should have to pay a penalty tax since they don't have to pay the gas tax because their cars don't use gas. Makes sense to me. I thought of a joke that I'm going to submit to the late night shows. Here it goes. Uh, I don't know if you saw the news last week. Susan Collins says uh, owners of electric vehicles should pay a special tax because they're not subject to the gas tax because their cars don't use gas. In related news... Susan Collins also said that non-smokers should pay a special tax because they are not subject to cigarette taxes. That's good. That a, that's a good joke, right? Yeah, that is. That's pretty funny. I don't know if it's a joke or a premise for a joke. And these days, comedy is so meta, I don't even know if, if you need to do the extra work to make a joke premise into an actual joke. Do you know what I mean? No. Let's turn our attention, John, to the New York City mayoral election, or should I say the Democratic primary Early voting begins today, Monday, June 14th. And John, for the first time ever, I'm going to do something kind of different and announce for the record and publicly that I was wrong. I made a mistake in my hard-hitting political analysis. I insisted for years that Andrew Yang would be the next mayor of New York City. And you know what, John? I no longer think that's the case. I am revising my prediction about this election. I think Eric Adams is going to be the next mayor of New York City. And I regret buying 100 shares no at 54 cents. May I ask what it is that changed your mind? Please tell me that it is not the price on predicted. 
John, even since you just started saying that, he just yeah. shot up another penny. He's at 55 yes, 45 no. Yeah, Andrew Yang's at, at 19. Andrew Yang has fallen nine cents to 19. He's only three cents above Catherine Garcia, who herself is only three cents above Maya Wiley at 13. She's up five right now to 16. Boy, you could have... But no one can touch Eric Adams at 55 cents. Eric, the fridge what? man, Fort Lee... Yeah, these controversies are definitely spell doom for the Eric Adams campaign. People really care about who owns what refrigerator or what items are in the refrigerator. John, you explain the fridge thing. There's something about how he stole a refrigerator? No, he didn't steal a refrigerator. Word got out that Eric Adams was not living in the apartment that he claimed he was living in, that he was living in Fort Lee, New Jersey, in another apartment. Apparently, he owns a number of different properties, He's a uh, landlord. Yeah. So instead of admitting that that was the case, which I believe it was, uh, although, it, I mean, it hasn't been proven, he claimed that, no, he did live in this apartment in Manhattan. Actually, I'm not even sure if it is Manhattan. He lived in this apartment in the city and not in New Jersey. So he invited a bunch of press in to prove it to them. In fact, he said to the press, it would be crazy for me to say I lived somewhere or to live outside the city. John, I'm going to do some real-time fact-checking. Apparently, the apartment is located in Bed-Stuy. Bedford-Stuyvesant, for those of you who are not hip to the ways of New York City, such as myself. When I, when I visited a couple of weeks ago, I updated myself on all the nicknames of all the neighborhoods so I could— So he invited everyone to his apartment. He said, check it out. It's, it's, it's definitely my apartment. And the reporters— took a look around, and they were a little suspicious. They went in his fridge. They took some photos of his fridge. He had some salmon in there and some other meats and fish. And he is famously, he's famously a vegan. So that's sort of odd. I mean, it is odd that I would not have pegged Eric Adams as a vegan. Yeah. You know how cops are always getting, you know, it's a new thing for cops to not be welcome at pride events. I wonder if that'll be the same thing for like vegan marches and stuff. No cops. Yeah. No fish, no meat, no dairy, no pigs. That's what they, ooh, that's what they could say because uh, it's an uncharitable bit of slang is to call police officers pigs. Oh, that's another thing. Pigs are not vegan. They could say that too. So they have a bunch of pictures of his fridge and then a bunch of people went back and looked at his Twitter feed and he has shown pictures of his fridge in the past of all the berries and fruits and everything that he's eaten. And that, that fridge looked much different than the fridge in Bed-Stuy where he claims that he's living. <laughs> in fact, that fridge looks just like the fridge in the apartment in Fort Lee. So it's not just the contents of the fridge that look different. It was the actual object of the refrigerator looked different. Right. This is a tale of two fridges. In one fridge, which we know is located in Bedford-Stuyvesant, that presents as a non-vegan fridge. There's animal products in that fridge. Right, but he claimed that his son stops by sometimes and, and that that food was his son's. So son stops by sometimes and says, hey, Dad, would you mind holding on to this piece of salmon for a while? Don't ask me any questions. I can't explain why. I'll be back in a week to get that fish. But I can't hold it right now. I'm going to store it in your fridge. Right. Okay. Also, his son leaves his sneakers there. Wait, how many bedrooms are in this Bed-Stuy apartment? I don't know. It's really weird. It's got a, it must be a basement apartment. It's really low. And the bed in the bedroom is in the middle of the room. It's really strange. Oh, and, and people also looked up the son's Instagram account and he has some selfies of himself in his father's bed. That, but that 
supports Eric Adams' claim that my son crashes at my apartment and takes selfies while I store his fish for him. Yeah, I guess you could look at it that way. But I think more likely it's that it's actually his son's apartment and those photos, those selfies of him in bed were because that is his own bed. Oh, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably his own refrigerator too. Hey, y'all, just chilling in my dad's bed here. Hashtag dad's bed. Hashtag relaxing in dad's bed. Oh my gosh, wait a minute. So yeah, he totally doesn't live in that apartment. That's his son's apartment. Yeah, it is. Did any news organization just stake out the apartment after the photo op was over to see who returned to it once evening began and it was time for someone to sleep in that bed? uh, Probably, but I mean, they would not be this dumb to not just, I'm sure he actually is living there now. Oh, now he's stuck. Now he's stuck living in his son's apartment forever. Yeah, so who knows where his son is at this point. His son is probably in Fort Lee. Eric Adams' son is now in Fort Lee opening up their refrigerator and being like, what's all these berries and vegetables? I want some meat. I want some fish. Where is Fort Lee? It's like right across the George Washington Bridge. That's where the traffic problems were. Yeah, you're right. Chris Christie, governor of New Jersey, famously called for some uh, traffic malfeasance. My words, not his. I think the mayor of Fort Lee declined to endorse Chris Christie. Wasn't that it? So they shut down the, oh my gosh. Remember that controversy? Yeah, I'm telling you, New York. You like it, right? Bridges and Fridges. That's the name of this episode, Bridges and Fridges. That's the tri-state politics in a nutshell. Yeah, that's good. We got Fridges, Bridges, and Ruffles Ridges. There you go. Mm -hmm. Perfect. That last one made sense. It's a type of potato chip, but keep going. But this does not seem to have affected Eric Adams at all. I actually thought it was a pretty big scandal. I thought it would really affect him when I read this. I I thought that was a big deal. I mean— especially to double down and to lie about it in so clumsily. Post-shame politics, John. It's post-shame politics. Maybe if Eric Adams was Maya Wiley or Catherine Garcia, it would affect him. But there's something about his brand. Right. He, in a way, is an iconoclast, not in a disruptor way like Andrew Yang, but he is in this field a little bit of an outlier, former police officer, pretty conservative, talking about how he might carry a gun as mayor. He seems to be one of these people who is blessed in context to not have to play by the same rules as everyone else. I mean, Andrew Yang famously decamped to New Paltz during COVID, but he didn't lie about it. If Eric Adams is truly lying and bringing people to his son's apartment and pretending it's his apartment, that's pretty funky stuff. I mean, we have to admit on the funky scale, that's a solid 8, 8.2. But yeah, I don't think it's going to affect anything. I'm I'm updating my prediction, Eric Adams will be the next mayor of New York City. Who And who knows where he'll live? Will he live in Gracie Mansion? Will he live in Fort Lee? He might live in Bermuda. Fuck it, you know? He might have more refrigerators on his payroll than, than any mayor ever has. Okay, so here's some breaking news. WNBC Telemundo 47 Politico Marist poll. Yeah, a lot of sponsors for this poll. Just came out uh, with a poll showing Eric Adams leading Catherine Garcia by seven points in the primary. Uh, and under the city's new ranked choice voting system, Adams would win the nomination over Garcia by 12 points in the 12th round. God, they're going to go 12 rounds. So it really does seem like Yang might be finished. He stands in fourth place, 11 points back of Adams. Again, just one poll, 
But uh, this this must be why Yang is down right now. Unpredicted. Unpredicted. Again, Andrew Yang down nine cents to 19 cents. Oh boy, oh boy, why did I ever sell my Yang no shares? I could be a wealthy man now. Why did I instead invest in Eric Adams no shares? But at least I sold my Catherine Garcia yes shares. I think I got off that wave at just the right time. So... In summary, early voting begins today for New York City's next mayor. It will be Eric Adams. Refrigerators are once again the center of American political discourse. I couldn't be happier. I love refrigerators. John, when I came over to your house last week, do you remember that I asked for a glass of water? And do you remember where the water came from? Out of the uh, refrigerator, I guess. That's when I knew that Predicted had truly been good to you. You had a refrigerator with a built-in water dispenser. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's very fancy these days. And, friends, I got to drive in John Kimball's Predict-It Mobile. We took a long country drive, and we went to a wonderful barbecue place. I want to recommend the Backyard Barbecue Pit in Durham. It was terrific. And then we went and got some ice cream with you and your daughter. Delightful afternoon. It really was. Thank you. That recommendation, wherever you got that, it really was great. I'm so cool I found the barbecue restaurant recommendation in the fucking in-flight magazine. That's how plugged in I am. Okay, American Airlines in-flight magazine. They said, this is a great barbecue restaurant in North Carolina. I was like, John, I just got the, I've hopped off the flight at RDU, called John. John, I just got the hottest inside tip from a barbecue insider. American Airlines is telling me where the good barbecue was. Well, they weren't wrong. It was great. We They weren't wrong. That was good stuff. Mm. We went to REI before that. We We failed. In that endeavor. Yeah, the Pants Quest, North Carolina edition of the cool silencer pants. I failed once again to find the pants in my new size. The quest continues. Because David was afraid to ask for them to look in the back. Yeah, I didn't want to be like that guy in the TikTok video. Yeah, do you think anyone knows what that reference is? Everyone knows. Oh, you want me to look in the back? Why don't you go die? Yeah. It was good seeing you. It was good going out with our some of our other high school friends. That's right. We had some good pizza, Radius Pizza in Hillsborough. We had some amazing pizza. Oh, my God. I got to explore the delights of Hillsborough. Chapel Hill is done. Carborough is washed. The future of good living in North Carolina is Hillsborough. I agree. Yeah, I've agreed for a long time. I love it. Why don't you delight our audience with the same discourse you delighted me, which is the, the changing way that people spell Hillsborough and what it portends for the future of that little hamlet. I don't know what it pretends to the future, but Hillsboro for uh, many years was just spelled H-I-L-L-S-B-O-R-O. And sometime in the mid-70s or early 70s, they went back to the old English spelling, O-R-O-U-G-H. That's that's the story. Oh, I thought there was another twist. I thought then they switched back again or something. No, they didn't switch back again. I mean, they were Hillsboro, G-H, uh, originally, you know, back in the 1700s. And then they went to the more modern spelling for most of their history. For 250 years, they were the more modern spelling. And then since the 1970s, they went back to the old spelling again, which is, it, it presents some problems because you have all these roads in North Carolina, which are like Hillsboro Road and Hillsboro Street and Hillsboro Highway. And all those street signs have to be changed because the city changed its spelling. And I can give a very specific and astonishing example to that, which is, remember, John, when I was confused about whether the Woodwright shop, 
which is the home of that famous PBS DIY show where I once filmed a video about pencil sharpening techniques. Right. I couldn't remember if the Woodwright shop was based in Pittsburgh or Hillsborough. We were driving to Hillsborough at the time and I was wondering if I was gonna see it again. And when I looked up the Woodwright shop on my Google map, the Woodwright shop is actually located in Pittsburgh on Hillsborough Street. I mean, what are the odds of that? I almost fell out the backseat of that car like Lady Bird. And further to your point, Hillsborough Street in Pittsburgh retains the old, and by old, I mean medium new spelling of Hillsborough, H-I-L-L-S-B-O-R-O. When I got home that night after our pizza party in Hillsborough, I was telling my dad about, Dad, John told me the most amazing thing about Hill Hillsborough has changed its spelling and, and it used to be Boro and now it's Boroch and all that stuff. And my dad said, you know what? I once tried to make a list of every town in North Carolina that ends in B-O-R-O. And it's a lot of them. Pittsboro, Carboro, Hillsboro for a time, Ashboro, Goldsboro. There's a lot of boroughs. Greensboro. Greensboro is a huge one. How could I forget Greensboro? Tarboro. Tarboro, right, Tarboro. I can see the wheels, the wheels moving in John Kimball's mind as he considers other North Carolina towns that end in B-O-R-O. That's pretty much it right there, yeah. That's pretty much it. Well, it's a great list and we delighted in sharing it with you, our beloved audience. Let's keep it moving, John. Joe Manchin, senator from West Virginia, still centering himself in all public conversations about the future of democracy, the future of the filibuster, the future of election law reform, the future of stimulus spending, the future of infrastructure, the future, in short, of everything interesting about the next two years politically. Joe Manchin has decided to give it all a big thumbs down, middle fingers up, uh, and I'm not sure what there is to say at this point. I feel like I will give credit to Pod Save America, our rival podcast. They had a good episode about Joe Manchin that seemed to cover every base I was interested in. As long as I'm talking about Pod Save America, I will mention two things about my airline travels of the past two weeks. One is that a TSA agent complimented one of my effects pedals as I brought it through uh, the scanning device. Two... A guy on my flight to LA was wearing a Pod Save America t-shirt, and as we were leaving the plane, the flight attendant complimented him on it. So sure enough, the Pod Save America shirt that says Friend of the Pod in their distinctive font and distinctive color palette is actually good viral marketing because the airline flight attendant was like, oh, I love your shirt. And then he said something like, yeah, a lot of the guys are actually based here in LA. And I said, can we move it along, please? Can I get off this fucking plane? I've been on this plane for five hours. Keep it moving. No one cares. The summer of sex and bitterness has begun. <laughs> Wanton sexual intercourse coupled with petty resentments about podcasts that don't know you exist creates a combustible summer of love. You've seen In the Heights. Now get ready for the truly explosive event of the summer. The Pod Save America haters orgy an underground sex club with a secret password. The only criteria for entry is that you publicly disavow rival political podcasts. Joe Manchin, anything to say here? There are no markets on Predicted related to Joe Manchin. I've been checking like a fiend. This son of a gun still thinks he can get 10 Republican senators to go along with something so that obviates the need for filibuster reform. This dude is not gonna get 10 Republican senators to do jack shit. Who does this guy think he is, John? Answer me now. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, th I, th I think Manchin is probably not alone in his thinking. He's just kind of the fall guy. 
there's probably a number of centrist guys out there, and all the focus is on Manchin. I think everyone believes that they can flip Manchin because he's the only one that actually gets out there and says anything. But he's he's not alone in his his uh, bipartisan thinking. That's my belief. He's the fall guy. He's the fall guy. Do you want to talk about the two different bills? The difference between H.R. 1 slash S. 1, the For the People Act, and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. Manchin famously does not support H.R. 1 slash S. 1, which is the far more progressive and ambitious of the two bills. He does support the John Lewis Act. He thinks that'll do good enough to secure our democracy against Republican malfeasance. And some people say, yeah, he might actually be right here because the more people learn about H.R. 1, the more they're going to realize it's a super sweeping bill. I mean, it has elements about D.C. statehood, you know, dark money groups, funding elections. There's a bunch of stuff in there. It's not as pared down as the John Lewis bill is. Right. And Manchin correctly believes there's no way in in hell we could get 10 senators to sign on to the H.R. 1 slash S1 bill. I guess he thinks that's going to happen for John Lewis. I'll be surprised. I just, I, someone needs to call Manchin's bluff. And Joe Biden needs to be like, oh, you have these 10 senators? Call them up. I would love to talk to them. Let's go over and look at their refrigerators, see what their refrigerators look like. Because you can get away forever. You can live forever in D.C. talking about bipartisanship and how important it is. You'll get booked on every fucking cable news show because it's a fantasy of the people who host all those shows. But someone needs to make him put the rubber to the road and be like, all right, show me these 10 senators. What's up, Joe Manchin? Where are they? Oh, great Socratic teacher who can convince the Republicans to do something that is manifestly not in their narrow political interest? Show us these people you've convinced. Or, alternatively, STFU. And you know what that stands for, John. It's so dirty, I won't even say it. Yeah, please don't. But come on, Joe Manchin. Remember the earlier when I was talking about the Joe Manchin hype house? We we're all going to live in this house in Beverly Hills and make TikTok videos about how smart Joe Manchin was and how he's playing four-dimensional chess. Mm-hmm. I hate that version of myself. With each passing day, I grow more disgusted with my past self in every possible way. I think that's what the end of COVID is helping me realize. Who I am, who I was, who I will be. Contempt for all three timelines. But... We move on now. No more Joe Manchin. Let's never discuss him again until something horrible happens and he decides not to do anything about it, which is totally what's going to happen. Who should we talk about? Matt Gates. Yeah, Matt Gates. Another favorite of the election profit makers crew. Hey, have you heard about this guy, Matt Gates? Sounds like he has a pretty interesting uh, personal life. John, what's going on with the Matt Gates market? The Matt Gates market, will Matt Gates sit on the House Judiciary Committee on September 1st? is way up. Incredible. I did not think that Matt Gates was going to resign, but I really thought that he was not going to sit on the Judiciary Committee by September 1st. And as long this just keeps going and going and nothing is happening, I think traders are believing that he's going to make it, that he's actually, he will be on the Judiciary Committee. It is trading at 66 right now. And just uh, less than a month ago, it was trading at 35 cents. So, You know, I was looking into this and I was reading some of the deep in- intel on the predicted message board and I realized why I got totally hosed in this market because yes, friends, I am also underwater in this market. Once again, my eyes were bigger than my stomach. My appetite for fantasy overwhelmed once again my cold, rational, ironclad, logical mind. My thirst for justice blinded me to the hard reality 
The reason this isn't going to happen by September 1st is Congress fucking goes away for the entire month of August. They might as well made the market, will he re sit on the House Judiciary Committee on August 1st? I mean, of course, obviously, I would have bet no on that too, like the idiot that I am, the starry-eyed idealist that I am, God help my soul. I would have as well. But this market is basically going to be a fait accompli by the end of July, if not sooner, just because of the summer schedule. No one's trying to strip Matt Gates of a Judiciary Committee assignment in August. They're all going to be on the golf course. So are we recommending this as a buy? The yes at 66? Yes. I mean, it's not the position I hold, but yeah, I think we have to because I this I bought I bought it 68 cents a no, and that's it. And now it's down at 33 cents. That's a horrible feeling for me. Yeah, I mean, this is a pretty good return. I would say this would be up to you know, 90 cents by within the next six weeks. Hold on. Should I do it? Should I sell my nose and just switch and buy yes and just be so craven? And yes. I'm doing it right now. Okay. And I'm selling all 103. Oh, this loss is about to be brutal. This is a gut punch, but here I go. This is one of these markets that's sudden death. I mean, all they have to do is just one press release comes out that he's been arrested or whatever, and then they take him off. And then, I mean, you lose immediately. Yeah, except... I have two things to say to that. One is they're probably taking their time building a case before they arrest him. And two, even after they arrest him, are they really going to get their shit together to strip him of his committee by September 1st? And three, if they're not going to do that, you might as well hold on to yes. How many shares are you going to buy? I'm going to buy 6,000 shares. I don't, I'm, I'm in FOMO mode all summer. This I'm, is one of these ones where you kind of need to max out. You know what? It reminds me of that Bon Jovi song, Shot Down in a Blaze of Glory. Here we go, 101 shares, yes, it's 67 cents. God help my soul, this is awful karma. But I don't want to be the one Instagram model in the hotel bathroom who's not getting a line. Let me get in on this. Cut me in, Matt Gates. Give me some of that stuff. <laughs> toot, toot, cocaine, nose candy, I'm in. Actually bought 101 because I remembered one of the few times in my life I've remembered your wise advice. Always buy an extra share so that you can sell 100 and you can sell in blocks of 100 but not get locked out of a market. I don't think you're going to get locked out of this market. I feel like there's no volume on Predict It right now. Man, I'm a, you know what? I'm getting out of these Eric Adams no shares while I'm at it. We'll just cut my losses. I'm sick of the sunk cost fallacy. I'm selling all 100 shares and no. Just, I'm, you know what? I'm here to acknowledge reality. Summer 2021 is about two things. Anonymous sex in nightclubs with multiple strangers and also acknowledging reality. I'll, and all I'll say for myself is one out of two ain't bad. I'm selling, I'm acknowledging reality and selling my Eric Adams no shares. God damn it. Why can't the world be the way I want it to be at all times? Now, why didn't these, why didn't these sales go through? Because it's already... Oh, let me try again, John. Don't put it in. Don't buy it 67. Put it in for 66. No, I'm selling my nose. I'm getting out of Eric Adams' no. Oh, okay. Oh, boy, that did not feel good. And now my cash on hand dwindles to previously unheard of minute amounts. But I'll tell you one thing. One green arrow that I like to see, although it's not quite as strong as it was earlier this week, Sherry Beasley, Democratic candidate in the primary for the North Carolina Senate, I'm making money on Sherry Beasley. Now she did go down six cents. I don't know what I don't know what caused that, but she is my number one hot pick for the week, for the month, for the year. Everybody get in on Sherry Beasley. This woman has to be the next senator from North Carolina. Guaranteed. You think? Read, I'm I'm reading the latest intel here. Okay. Hold please while John consumes the latest intel. No, it's just a bunch of nothing. 
only Jeff Jackson can win this race. He has enough charisma to woo over a lot of moderate voters and perhaps even a sizable chunk of Republican voters. Because he looks like a fucking football salesman. He is similar to John Edwards in a lot of ways. Oh, that's good. Erica Smith, bye-bye. So long, we never knew you. I don't know what happened to you, but you're gaining three cents. She's done. It's all about Sherry Beasley now. Yeah, Beasley's the way to go. So make us make a buy recommendation, John. She's at 64 cents. She just dropped six cents. Is that a good price for Sherry Beasley? Yep. I'm buying. Get in on it. I'm buying right now. Get in on it, y'all. How many shares? I got 150 shares. Woo! Let's do it, Beasley. Let's get it done. I got 127. I paid 60. I'm up four cents per share. But earlier this week, I was up to like a, th- a cool profit of almost $13. Ooh, I could have bought a juice at a nightclub for the summer of lust at a techno club hidden in Griffith Park here in Los Angeles. There's a techno club under one of the hills. You have to yank a, sh- a, a shrub three times and the door opens. Then you can go in and dance the night away to the hottest uh, European techno beats that people made on their synthesizers. And, and it's wonderful. Is that true? No, it's not true. Uh, I kind of want to drive across the country myself. I kind of want to drive across the country. With two dogs? No, I don't think I would do it with two dogs. I think I would do it with, I don't know, maybe a friend or a loved one. I mean, it is a big trip. I mean, let's say one thing about America, guys. It's a pretty wide, it's wide. It's a 38 waist. We're dealing with the 38 waist here with this country, right? It's not like Chile. Chile looks like Kate Moss. Ooh, so skinny. Should we take a bet on how long it's going to take Starly to get across the country? Yeah, let's do it. I always say that if you're driving across the country, it takes two weeks. Even if you don't want it to take two weeks, it just takes two weeks. Because you find some little town in the middle of nowhere and you fall in love with it. And then you get two shifts as a dishwasher to make enough money for gas to get you to the next destination. And then you have a little adventure with some other kids in town. You form a band for one night. You fill in on drums because they're playing the VFW hall. And then that's another two days. This keeps happening over and over again across America until it takes you two weeks to reach your destination. So I say it will take Starly two weeks to drive from L.A. to New York. And she will play drums in three different bands. So if I set the over-under at 15, 15 days. I'm taking the under. It won't take her more than two weeks. It can't with two dogs. Okay, so let's set the over-under at 14, 13 and a half. Oh, I take the over. How long do you, you were talking about it yesterday. You were like, I could drive across America in three days. It'll take her five days. It's like, dude, it's not like that. This isn't Cannonball Run. All right. I'm going to take the under. It's going to be it's going to be under 13 and a half days. How do we do a half? I'm not sure when she left. Did she leave yesterday? I don't know why you're doing halves. Don't do halves. Just do days. Don't make it complicated. It's 14 days. You take the under. Starly, take your time. Okay, I'll take the under on 14 days. Don't be a lead foot, Starly. Be a helium foot. Take your time. Ease off that gas pedal. Let these wonderful dogs revel in the wonderful experience of being in a car driving across the country for days on end. Yeah, see, that's what's going to speed her up. She's going to want to get to her destination. Every dog's fantasy. Trapped in a car for hours at a time. Driving across the heartland at two miles an hour. Car's getting so mad while she drives 10 miles an hour. Dog's tongue sticking out the window. Driving so slow they can't even get their tongues to flap in the wind. That's what I want. Two weeks. Take two weeks, Starly. John, I'll bet you $10 it takes her two weeks or more. Do you take that bet? Yeah, I'll take that bet. All right, virtual Zoom shake. $10. 
Yeah, $10. Shake. There we go. Shook. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. We got listener questions. It's been a while since we've had these. Bring it. Uh, Josh writes in. He says, I'm a, I'm a USPS letter carrier delivering mail in central Iowa. Shout out to Closet Witch. Best band in America from Iowa. Yes. Thought I'd share our dew point here. What do you think the dew point is there? In central Iowa? I don't know, two or six. I still don't understand what the dew point is. We got so many people. 64. Is that good or bad? That's, yeah, that's on the verge of, of kind of uncomfortable. I wouldn't I wouldn't have expected that. But actually, I read something that the dew point in places in the Midwest can get really high, and it has something to do with the crops being harvested. It can actually mess with the dew point. I'll, I'll look into that. Okay, cool. Only a couple more hours walking in the heat and sun before I'm done for the day. Who said that? You or Josh? That's what Josh said. Josh, we thank you for your service. We thank you for your Dewpoint intel. That was Central Iowa checking in with their Dewpoint. If you want to join us on our Discord, patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers is the way to gain access to our Discord. I will say the Dewpoint discourse on the EPM Discord has been interesting for those who find such things interesting. Everyone's checking in with their dew point. John, what's the dew point today down there in uh, Orange County in North Carolina? What are we looking at? I remember last week you were mad because it was 73 or 74 or something like that. What is it now? Mm. John's running outside with his homemade dew point uh, calculator. It's a wet rag soaked in kerosene attached to a stick that has two turtle shells attached to the base. This is how he checks. 73 here right now. 73. And how does that make you feel? Is that a good dew point or a bad dew point? No, that's very, very uncomfortable dew point. Um, right now in central Iowa, it is either 45 or 52, depending. And is that a good dew point or a bad dew point? Is Josh loving life or hating life? No, loving life. Loving life. You want it low. That's what we want, friends. The summer of lust. We want these dew points in the single digits, right? Yeah, yours is yours is 59 right now. That's right. I'm feeling every and I'm feeling every point of that dew point because it's getting hot in here. So I might as well take off all my clothes. Nelly sang that song. Very famous song. Mm-hmm. Noah John writes in. We haven't heard from Noah John in quite a while, but this is what he writes. You may recall last year I sent you third graders from Bali Island School in Bali, Indonesia. Their picks for their favorite skylines Noah teaches in Indonesia. You correctly pointed out that the aesthetic presentation was lacking and confusing. We got a little confused about the color of the on the pie chart. So not only do we have new results with new students, but we are also presenting the results in a better format. You can see that our nominees for best skyline this year were Canberra, Australia, New York, Tokyo, Chicago, Amsterdam, Singapore, Hong Kong, Shanghai, and Beijing. And John, guess who won? It was Tokyo, Japan, winning handily with almost 50% of the votes. Thanks again for the inspiration and enjoy the movies. Thank you, Noah John. It seems like Tokyo is the one to beat when it comes to skylines. I think what confused us about last year's contest was when Hart- we thought Hartford, Connecticut won. Isn't that what it was? Right. That these kids in Indonesia <laughs> just fell in love with the incredible skyline of Hartford, Connecticut. So I, I didn't know that voting was closed. So I actually, I went to the link and voted myself. You tried to vote? You tried to influence these electors? This is children, It did. John. It ex- accepted my vote. It said you what? have to put your Noah name John, in there. The election, you need to get on some election security, Noah John. You got these outside agitators coming in here voting in your Indonesian-based skyline poll that's supposed to be reserved for these children. John, did you affect the outcome of this? I don't know. I don't see the results. But I mean, anybody can oh go. You God. could just go to bit.ly slash skyline vote. Don't, don't, no, don't, what? 
and vote and and or you could just maybe not vote. You could just go see what the kids voted on if you if you wanted to. Wow, election fraud. We finally found a case of election fraud, and I'm sorry to say that it implicates my dear friend John Kimball. Well, I guess John is done. Let's move on to our next question. This is from Sam, and it's about New York City. John, why don't you read Sam's question? Okay. Sam writes in, with all the talk of the New York City mayoral election, do you guys have any insights on the Manhattan DA election? My only betting interest is Eliza Orleans, who is a former Survivor contestant. Her most famous quote is telling someone that a fake idol was, quote, a fucking stick. Hopefully the other contestants will be fearful of the fucking stick. So it looks like we have another New York-based former reality show celebrity entering an election on a predicted market. Eliza Orleans currently trading at two cents in the predicted market called Who Will Win the 2021 Manhattan District Attorney Election? I will say this is an election I know nothing about. I'd like more context on that uh, insult. Is that like someone call, calling someone an effing jerk? No, I think Survivor, so Survivor is a, you know, I think the guy who started Survivor, Mark Burnett, is also kind of responsible for putting Trump in the White House, right? Because isn't he the same executive who made The Apprentice? Mm -hmm. Survivor is a show that kind of had like a, had like a jungle theme or like a, you know, a um, neo-primitive theme where they all had to wear loincloths and get filthy and vote each other off an island. And I think that the idol was probably like, it was probably used in some ritual. And probably what happened was she wasn't feeling the collective, you know, I mean, this happens all the time with um, organized groups. You have an outsider, could be a jester, it could be a sort of militant atheist like Richard Dawkins, but somebody who kind of pierces the collective illusion of the group and says, this idol that you're all worshiping on this island as we pretend to be pre-modern contestants on a TV show, this idol is a fucking stick. She was probably bursting their bubble. Stop pretending that this is a magical idol. It's a stick. Okay, so she was using fucking as in it's simply a stick. I thought she was saying it's a fucking stick. No. It's a fucking <laughs> stick. And I was like, well, I don't, what does that mean? No, I think it was an expletive that came from passion. You know, I'm sure the passion was, was honestly come by. I'm sure she was angry. How would you feel if you saw me prostrating myself in front of a stick? You'd be furious. And I said, no, this is my idol. You'd say, David, this is a fucking stick. Get up. Stop debasing yourself. Let's win this TV show. Yeah, it's not about the stick. It's about winning. Exactly. Say it again, John, for those in the back. It's not about the stick. It's about winning. It's always about winning. The stick is just there symbolic, you know? When you win an Oscar, you get the trophy. But, I mean, if you lost that, you, you're still an Oscar winner. Is that true? Yes. If you lose your wedding band, are you still married? Yes. John, you said it's not about the stick, it's all about winning. And in that context, I will announce that at 48 cents, it, the clear leader, at least on Predicted, is Tally Weinstein, who I know nothing about other than, surprise, surprise, people on my Twitter feed don't like her. Someone write in and tell me if this is a, if she's a worthy uh, Manhattan DA. Isn't this, Cy, isn't this Cy Vance's current position? Yeah, Cyrus Vance trading at one cent. People are sick of Cy Vance, damn. Alvin Bragg trading at 40 cents, down one. Lucy Lang down one to 11 cents. And finally, Eliza Orleans, late of Survivor, down one cent to two cents. Sam, I don't think it's going to be her. I think the fucking stick lady is fucking done. That's my two cents, which is appropriate because, again, her current share price is the self-same two cents. What do we know about Tally Weinstein? John, 
Nothing. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Oh, someone has posted and predicted a Zoom shot, a screenshot of Tally Weinstein, and he says that she is speaking in front of a Jackson Pollock painting she owns. So let's assume... You think that's a real Jackson Pollock painting? Oh, this is interesting. Hmm. Is she a collector of art? Is she a connoisseur of art? John, if you had $20 million, would you rather spend it going into space with Jeff Bezos for 20 minutes or buying an immortal work of art by one of the greats like Jackson Pollock? Art. Really? Yeah. They say money is better spent on experiences than objects. It's better to spend money on once-in-a-lifetime opportunities like going into space with one of the biggest assholes in human history, Jeff Bezos, being trapped in a tin can with a guy who's forcing everyone to pee into bottles. I just don't think space is, is that cool. <laughs> oh, the summer of lust has become the summer of hot takes. Ooh, it's getting hot in here. Take off all your clothes. You don't think space is interesting? I, I don't know. I don't. I, I think jumping out of a plane would be just as exciting as going to space to me, and a lot cheaper. You should say that to one of those fellows who wound up on the moon. He would punch you right in the jaw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know who was the one who was so surly? Was that John Glenn always punching people who said the moon landing was fake? No. Oh that my was God, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. I would love for you to meet Buzz Aldrin and say, you know what, man. I fell out, I'll fall out of an airplane. That's just as interesting as landing on the moon. Oh my God, he would beat you within an inch of your life, John. I mean, going to the moon is different, but these guys are just going up to, you know, zero gravity. Yeah, floating around in their little in their little pod. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, seeing who can spend more money to float in what basically amounts to Eric Adams' refrigerator, just a big metal box. Oh, look out the window, Jeff. That's the earth. Oh, wow. It looks just like in the photos. Get it together, Jeff Bezos, you son of a bitch. This ProPublica article about how all these billionaires don't pay any taxes. I hope everyone read that article. That was a feel-good article about all these assholes. Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett doesn't pay shit for taxes. I was surprised by that because he's always presented as like, yeah, he's rich, but he's he lives in reality. He's a good egg. You know, he's based in Nebraska. Warren Buffett is cool. Warren Buffett's paying like 0.01 tax bracket. Come on. Why? Is it just because they, he never sells any stock or? Yeah, and they, you know, they just write off, you know, they can turn everything into losses and whatnot. God damn, I'm writing off these effects pedals feeling like I'm committing a felony. I'm just nothing compared to what these people do. And I will say, <laughs> before someone turns me into the IRS, I can write off these effects pedals because sometimes I make music for projects that pay me money. Therefore, the effects pedals are business expense. Sorry. Absolutely. I wrote off this uh, this windscreen, which I no longer use, but I wrote it off because I did use it last year. Yeah, it was helping you protect your microphone from the devastating plosives of your peas that you were popping like a fiend. Yeah, they're back now. Yeah. Deal with it. The summer of lust, popping off. This thing was like $29. And you wrote it off? Yeah, I wrote it off. Ooh, Jeff Bezos over here. John, why don't you do the credits this week? Election Profit Makers is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell with help from Houston Snyder and Kat Iosa. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. Send your election prediction questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. If you want to try predicting, go to www.predictit.org slash promo slash EPM20 to receive up to $20 in matching funds. We appreciate all your support. We appreciate your support on Patreon. Also, reminder, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to the show so you can get the show as quickly as possible and that helps our ratings. 
for some reason to have uh, subscribers. Summer of Lust 2021. I'm hitting 16 nightclubs this weekend. I can't wait. Los Angeles is about to be rocked to its knees by post-COVID David. Everybody get ready. You'll see me on the dance floor writhing and grinding like a figment of your wildest imagination. My beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy will totally be manifested on the floors of these dance clubs. I'm going to be wearing all my new clubbing robes that I've been buying since I got back to the West Coast. I have so many flowing robes I'm going to wear in the club. You, you'll be bedazzled, bewitched, bothered, bewildered, and beside yourself. Clubbing robes? Clubbing robes. Hmm. These are robes that you wear to the club. They don't restrict your movement. Everything can swing, sachet, sway and rage, and that's what I'm all about. The summer of rage, the summer of self-discipline, the summer of reality, the summer of multiple refrigerators, where your son asks if he can store his fish for a fortnight. Refrigerator Summer 2021, election profit makers. Talk to you later, bye. Bye.